Hello, everyone, and welcome to the All Four Downs podcast. I'm Ovi One. We have a special guest coming to our show from another podcast to another podcast, all in the family with CMG Sports Central. And yes, we are going to go ahead and predict our AFC and NFC championships for this weekend. And what a game. And we're definitely going to cover uh, the divisional rounds and everything else. And I like to bring in Hector V. And our special guest, Steve Rizzer. Steve, thank you for coming to our show, my friend. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yes, man. Hey, you're in the lead in our bowl challenge, right? And um, we like to hear more about this because, man, you on fire, my friend. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, last week was a good week for me. I mean, obviously, I picked the three favorites, but I had the Chiefs. And the thing about the Chiefs is I picked them before the season to win the Super Bowl, so I had to take them against the Bills. I had to take them against the Bills last week, and that was a great game, and uh, they ended up pulling that out. But, but that game could have went either way. We all know that. I'm glad you mentioned that, like you had to pick them, right? And so what you're trying to say is if I picked a certain team at the beginning of the season, and they're still in the playoffs. Does that mean I cannot change my mind? Is that what you're saying? I think you could change. Your I got to stick but, with but it. But I like to just. No, I, I I think you could change your mind, but but mm-hmm. but I like to keep it because it's close enough. I mean, the Chiefs are close enough. Yeah, it's not their mm-hmm. best season this year by any means, but they're close enough to getting to the Super Bowl. Okay, all right, I got you. Cause we had this talking before you showed up because Hector, I, Hector, do who who you pick the Forty ers I picked the 49ers, yeah. Yeah, okay. And um, and you still think the 49ers are going all the way? Yes. I like your yeah. head movement right there. Yeah, all right. like a bobblehead, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, uh, our show is sponsored by the cmgsportscentral.com. It is the Clovercrest Media. Please go ahead and visit our website, cmgsportscentral.com. Steve is our blogger along with me. So by all means, check out that website because definitely it's all about sports entertainment. It's your entertainment. Enough of that gossip and stuff like that. And the real reason really that we got a website is because, look, you listen to these sports people, right, on on, on ESPN, Fox, whatever. They say one thing, and if it doesn't go their way, they always find a way to twist it like they were still right, okay? And I can't stand that, man. Like, be true to yourself. Say you was wrong and just move on. All right. That's all it is. Move on. All right. Um, AFC, NFC Championship this weekend. We got the final four Kansas City versus the Baltimore Ravens, Detroit versus San Francisco. We're going to cover those games. But first, let's go on the first down. The first game of the division I was the Ravens 34 to Texas 10, Hector. What do you think about what? What was your thoughts in this game? First half was a snoozer. It was boring. I would. I didn't even expect Houston to stay in this in the first half, but it seemed like the Ravens were just playing games with them. It seems to me. Second half, they just decided to do what they've been doing all year long to everybody, and that's just take it to the house. You know, with their defense. I mean, <laughs> CJ Stroud didn't do anything. No, nah. it was too cold, man. It was too cold. <laughs> It wasn't in Houston. <laughs> Steve, go ahead. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just like Hector said, yeah, the Ravens, they struggled in the first half, but but the second half they took over and proved they were clearly the better team here. Houston had a great year. I mean, Houston had a great year. They, they, had, a, they had a year that no one no one expected them to get to the playoffs, especially in C.J. Stroud's rookie year. C.J. Stroud is obviously going to be the offensive rookie of the year, but Baltimore showed their dominance in the second half and showed why they were clearly the better team. Absolutely. Uh, they were the better team, but are their best team. So, like, no one's talked about Baltimore Ravens. Now people, the media, and this is where I was getting at, the media is now saying now the Ravens are the best team. Why would you wait until now to include that? Where was those comments at throughout the whole entire season? There's a reason why the Ravens are 13-4. and four. And to be honest with you, I mean, listen, I got to say my, my opinion. I can't say honesty. I, In my opinion, I feel like the AFC North was the hardest division in the AFC. It was. And I think you kind of doubted me or in somewhere mid-season when you were saying I was going crazy in the head about Baltimore. You was kind of doubting that throughout the way. You know, and I just saw something in the Ravens mid-season that this team is going to start, you you know, ramp, vamping it up here in the AFC race here. Right. And they are doing it. I mean, we're just – I feel like we're seeing what we've seen 12 years ago. Um, well, no, honestly, 24 years uh, – yeah, 12 years ago. I'm sorry, 12, when 2000 Ravens when this defense was <laughs> – over everybody and they had no, you was right the first time 24 years ago year 2000 when the Ravens oh, yeah, went I'm ahead just, and just the gave the machete all over the Giants everybody. right well, not just the Giants but everybody else but the played. Giants the only way they scored a touchdown was the kickoff return in the second half out of that, that office didn't do nothing Kerry Collins no. couldn't even do nothing with that right and no. uh yeah and if those of you that don't know that's the time where Ray Lewis was running the show in the defense and they had an all-star defensive lineman, linebackers, you name it. These were awesome. But uh, I still feel that the Ravens have not really got battle-tested. And being that the Houston Texans were young, like, they contained their receivers. If, if, if Lamar Jackson was a pocket passer, the Ravens wouldn't have scored 24 points in the second half. But because he was able to be mobile, and get those first downs and push it all the way. And he did score. You know what I mean? Like that was the difference maker. Because if you look at it, the numbers, the passing numbers wasn't there, but he did a lot with his legs. And that was the difference in his game. And that's why I said, now they're going against the Chiefs. Could they do the same thing to the Kansas City Chiefs with Steve Spagnolia and the, uh, and the, and the, excuse me, and the Chiefs defense? Steve, you want to take it's this going to be difficult about, because the Chiefs. I'll, yeah, I'll take this one. Yeah, it's going to be difficult because the Chiefs' defense has played really, really well. I think they'll have success running the football, but I don't. But I don't think they're going to put up thirty-four points. That's for sure because the Chiefs' defense has played well in this postseason. They gave up seven points to Miami, and they only gave and they only gave up seven points the second half to Buffalo. So I think they'll have some success, but they're not going to have the success they had in the second half on Saturday. Okay, look, all right, and we'll, look, re- we'll visit that again. Go ahead. And you saying that the Ravens are not haven't been battle tested, you know they've been showing it offensively. They don't have to do it defensively because offensively they destroyed Miami, they destroyed San Francisco, they destroyed D- Detroit. The only team that they've really struggled this year against was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, in the last game I wouldn't even really count, but battle tested they took it to they took every team they played to the woodshed. Okay, so it's not their fault that they're not getting the competition. Yeah, I'm just okay. Saying. No, I, I agree with you, all right? I, I mean, good points there. But this is the game this weekend. We'll see 
if the Ravens are for real now. Honestly, right. yeah. we got the best teams in the house. The defending champs are coming to Baltimore. Uh, but more on that. The 49ers and the Packers, The I'm worried about the 49ers. And maybe, just maybe because they had two weeks off. Remind you, they pulled their starters off on the last game of the regular season. They had a week off. They had a bye week. Now they got this game. The Packers, who came out, I mean, these the Packers look like a different team in the playoffs than the regular season. I think they found their mojo, and they could carry on to next year. And I do believe that the Packers will be the dangerous team in the NFC next year. But in this game, I thought that the whole entire momentum from start to finish was all Packers. I think so. I mean, it, I mean, was, it, it was for most of the game, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it was for mm-hmm. most of the game. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, it was. I mean, they, they their defense played pretty well. But the problem in this game for the Packers, though, is in the second half, Jordan Love made two really bad mistakes. Made a bad throw in the interception. He made a really, mm-hmm. really bad mistake at the end of the game. But yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Packers defense Absolutely. played well. Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy struggled in the, struggled in this game until the end. So yeah, the Packers they 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 definitely had the momentum pretty much the entire way. They just their quarterback couldn't make that big play. At the end of the game, we're just and they still had a really good year. Really, really young team that nobody really thought was going to get this far. Just like really kind of similar to the Texans, but yeah, the future is definitely bright for the Packers. And uh, tough loss, tough loss, but definitely a bright future for the Packers going forward. Uh, too bad for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I want to say that I'm good for Aaron <laughs> Rodgers because not only was he hurt, but that whole Jets team still suck. Okay, I'm gonna say that right now, right. And to give the opportunity to finally join Love to be the starter, I mean, that, that was brilliant, you know. So shame on him and everything else. Um, you know, but, uh, and I think I, I just think that the Packers took advantage of the 49ers' pass defense, okay? You know, they, they rank in, I think, 14th or something like that in pass defense. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers had a big game, okay? Jordan Love got that ball to him so much, you know, enough time for him to get so many yards in that game. So, right. yeah, they they exploited that pass defense. So, you know, they kept it in the game, and you're right. I think Jordan Love and the Packers are going to be a threat next year, especially for the North title. All right, moving on to the Lions and the Buccaneers. 31-23 to 23 was the final score. I like this game. It ended the same way as we talking about interception. Always finds – interception finds a way to end games, okay? Uh, but I got to give mad respect to the Bucs. I always said that the Bucs wasn't enough. I always said that uh, their head coach – wasn't a great coach. Uh, I still believe in that. Um, I think Todd Howell—that's uh, his name, right? I even forgot his name. It Todd doesn't Bowles. matter. Todd Bowles, excuse me. Right. I, I mean, the time that he was with the Jets, not good. I mean, the Bucks were good because Tom Brady was there. Now he's gone. Look at the record: nine and eight. He barely survived. And if you're proud of being in the NFC South, uh, we got some issues because the Bucks at some point. We're not even in the picture, okay? It just happened that the Saints and the Falcons blew it as well, all right? So, but the Lions, I love the story. I love their story, and I'm on the bad wagon because this is the team that's never made it to the Super Bowl. They're 0-1 in conference championships. They handle their business against the Bucs. I'm happy that they're there. I can't wait to see if they make any adjustments Moving on against the San Francisco 49ers. I think they're going to make some adjustments because this team right here has been showing all year that they can play 
close, one-score games. I think 10 of their games this year were one-score games, and they lost three of them games. Okay, but they won seven of them. One of them they should have won. That was against the Cowboys. Okay, I'm screaming at the TV saying, kick the extra point. Stop going with the analytics and stop going with the two points. Okay, so this team is built to play close games and and win these games. So if it is a one score game going late into the fourth quarter, yeah, I'm going to give it to the Lions. They're going to handle the 49ers. And especially if golf can throw that ball like what Jordan Love did, there could be a recipe for disaster for the 49ers come Sunday. Absolutely. Now, in their defense on that game, they should have won against the Cowboys. Yeah. That is why, yeah. hold on for a second, they did execute and got that two-point conversion. That is why those referees were not allowed to participate in the playoffs because they were wrong. The assignments were good. They went in. They did what they supposed to do, and the referee blew it. You know, that was like, that's one of those penalties that was a decisive part of the game, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you replay it and you see the players actually doing what they're supposed to and the referees didn't do their job right, that cost them the game. But, hey, you know what? The Lions are still in it and the Cowboys are where? At home. That's all. At home. (laughs) The Chiefs versus the Bills. It brought me back to 1991 season when the Bills went wide right in the Super Bowl. And once again, the curse is alive. <laughs> Steve, Boy. what was your reaction when you saw that missed field go? <laughs> it, it did feel like deja vu back from from the from uh, the, the, the end of the '90s season, the Super Bowl twenty-five. It did, and, and it was cra- yeah. The reaction, you know, it was it was tough. It's tough for a Bills fan to have to deal with that, and, and tough for Josh Allen too. Even though he could have done more, he could he could have driven them further down f- further and made that an easier field goal. You felt bad for Josh Allen too, because really in two games, two of the game, playoff games, he pretty much almost did everything he could for his team to win. And, and his team just didn't win either of those games. And uh, yeah, especially and it had to come down. It's tough that a game like that had to come down to a field goal, but that's just the way it is. But, but for the chiefs, Patrick Mahomes continues to be amazing in the postseason. And uh, as I, as I said earlier, I picked them to win the Super Bowl. Then I would not be surprised at all if they win, if they win next week. All right. I like it. Hector. Oh, one. We, we just want to, instead of calling them the Buffalo Bills, just call them the bad news bills. Bad news I just bills. Feel, I just feel sorry for this team. Seriously. I mean, they just can't, they just can't get right. Seriously. No, you no, know, but, can't. but, but that's just takes into, you know, just takes it, you know, Kansas city is who they are. And I meant to, and I want to ask this real quick before we go to the next down. Do you think that Kansas city is right now a dynasty? For what would they? What would if they, they have win the Super Bowl? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I'm if saying. they win the Super Bowl, absolutely. Yeah, but if absolutely. they don't, they're not. They're not. So you I have mean, to win three Super Bowls yeah, yeah. to be a dynasty. And you got to win because three. Yeah. In the you short amount of time three, that yeah. they do it, that idea have to. Okay. All right. Because it, all right. Okay. Let's change it up here. The Buffalo Bills, and night in the early '90s, they went to four straight Super Bowls. They went 0 for four. Are they considered a dynasty? They didn't bring home. No, the they didn't even win a championship. Yeah, yeah. No, you just I mean, accomplished. It was, a, it was a great that, run, but they didn't. They're an AFC dynasty. What you're saying? They're no. just the AFC dynasty. No, the Patriots are a dynasty for what they did, not what oh. Buffalo did. Buffalo just did something on the wrong end of history that nobody's <laughs> ever done. That's all. 
They're the only team that lost four straight Super Bowls. However, there are teams that have lost four Super Bowls, but not four and, straight. And not to mention, <laughs> and not to mention that Patrick Mahomes is still short on consecutive AFC championship championship games because Brady did it eight eight straight. He's only done it six. Yeah, straight. he's only done it six. So, yeah, yeah, right. So he's still got Absolutely. some catching up to do with that part. Right. And, and this is the first time that he's on the road on an AFC championship. Mm -hmm. Damn. Yep. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to second down. And let's look at the standings real quick. We got Rizzer in first place. Uh, a couple of games ahead. Uh, uh, it looks like you're one game ahead. But uh, yeah. Rizzer's he got the Chiefs. Yeah. Then you got Hector, who has San Francisco. And then... You got four straight people going there for the Ravens. And I am the only one who is rooting for the Lions. And I asked you this question before, Steve, is that can you change your mind? And I'm going to tell you right now, I love storylines. The way that I knew that as soon as Detroit was playing the Rams, I said, this has got to be it. Okay. It's like passing the torch. The Lions won. They got the torch knowing that Goff used to play for the Rams, did play for the Super Bowl, lost to New England, got traded to Detroit. Rams won the Super Bowl. And now they're united again. They switched quarterbacks, right? This has got to be the year for Detroit Lions and Goff. There is no other year. There's no next year. This is it right here. This is how far as they've went. And since 1991, the only NFC championship that they participated in, they lost. Okay? And if I'm not mistaken, that was the Washington uh, old Redskins, right? Okay? Yeah, yeah it, was the, it, was, it was Washington. Yep. Right? So now they have an opportunity to not be the Buffalo Bills. This is the team that suffered 0-16 in the season. This is a team that's always down in the basement. Finally, not only that they win their, their division, they're winning their games. This is their year. Detroit should be able to take care of business in the NFC Championship. That's just me. But I'm not alone because technically the only way to win this for me is the Lions win the Super Bowl. If not, I'm just a bust. But Rizzer, I'm after you, Rizzer. I'm after you, Hector. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> Steve's like, yeah, uh huh, yeah, whatever, dude. Well, look, you know, <laughs> we're all we're all still in it because we all have a team in the final four. So this is great. This is a great story, you know. And and if you, as an NFL fan, just because you pick a certain team to win a Super Bowl, if you don't have somewhere in your heart a little bit of Detroit Lion, then you're just lying to yourself because right. this is a great story. Yes. Okay. This, I mean, Best. this is probably better than the 91 team that went to the NFC Championship game. This team has shown us all year that they can do it. And I've been telling you, Ovi, throughout, the, out, throughout our year in the podcast, that they're mm -hmm. the team that's getting no respect. It's always the 49ers, it's always the Eagles, and always the Cowboys. When are the mm -hmm. Lions getting respect? Well, now they got that chance because two of the three teams are gone, and now they got a chance to punch the bully in the mouth. This is like the Giants exactly. at that one season where – they beat San Francisco and Candlestick Park with five field goals to go to the Super Bowl to play the Buffalo Bills in that 1991 season, right? 15 mm -hmm. to 14 was the final score. 
Now we got Detroit going there to San Francisco, right, at a new park, okay, in Santa Clara, if I'm not mistaken. And I can see that this this could be a repeat. We see it in Buffalo. Now we get to see it in San Francisco. Just saying. Just saying. But before we make our picks, let's start off with the first game on Sunday at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Chiefs on the road visiting the Baltimore Ravens for the AFC Championship. Baltimore is favorite at minus 3.5. The over-under is 44.5. So, Steve, I'm going to start with you and then Hector. Steve, who you got? I know we you, we kept saying the Chiefs, but honestly, who do you think will win this game? And you love scores. What is your score? I think it's going to be Kansas City. I think it's going to be Kansas City 24-23. I think the game's going to be even pretty much most of the way. I think it's going to be an even game. I think the Ravens will have success running the football. I think the Chiefs will have success running the football. But I think the difference in this game is going to be is when the Ravens get down the red zone, they're going to kick field goals. The Chiefs get down the red zone. They're going to score touchdowns. I think this game comes right down to the end. Here's one thing that's interesting about the Ravens' defense this year. For how well as they have played, the four times, four times this year they've needed to stop a team at the end of a game, and all four times the team have scored. In week three against the Colts, they were they it was they were they were up three. The Colts drove down. They they tied the game with a field goal against the Steelers. They, they they were up against the Steelers. I think they were up by two points against the Steelers. The Steelers drove down and scored. George Pickens got got a touchdown reception. Then against the Browns, uh, they were up by one. Uh, Deshaun Watson drove down the field, kicked a game. The Browns kicked a game-winning field goal. They won that game. And then against the Rams. Stafford drove them down the field to tie the game, but they end up winning the game with the uh, punt return. But I think this game comes right down to the end with the ball in Mahomes' hands, and he leaves the Chiefs to a to a game-winning field goal. And I got the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl for the first time for the fourth time in five years, winning in Baltimore, twenty-four to twenty-three. Ooh, twenty-four to twenty-three. Yep. Oh man, that's that's a close one there. All right, we're talking about down to the yep. wire. This might be like. The whoever has the ball as trying to kick a winning field goal. And yeah. I'll tell you what, if the Ravens have the ball and they're in uh in uh in a field goal range, I don't think that kicker's gonna miss. I'm just saying. Just saying. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Hector, no. what you got, man? Look, I like the way the Ravens' defense is playing on point. And when their defense don't have to do all the work, their offense is getting on board here. We're talking about the sixth-ranked defense in the in the NFL this year. The eighth in passing. They're, and I'm just kind of worried about their running defense. I think the Chiefs – I don't think the Ravens are going to be able to stop Pacheco. I really don't. They, they, mm. they're, they're not that good at stopping the run, so I think Pacheco will get his like he did last week. But on the flip side, uh-uh. I'm sorry, but that Ravens offense is just on point. If they can't stop you on defense, they're going to hurt you on offense, and they're just going to be able to do everything. They they're they're going to be able to run this ball all night on Kansas City. I don't see the Chiefs defense stopping the run at all, especially if if, if um, Lamar Jackson has to run himself. We've seen what he did last week. I mean, he think he rushed over almost 400 yards himself. Good night. It's you a know? young team. A young team they it went is, against. It is. I right. think so, and I – and so I'm taking the Ravens to win this game. I am. I'm taking them to beat the Chiefs and give the Chiefs just another AFC championship loss. I'm I'm I am curious as to what happened to Odell Beckham Jr. I'm curious to know what happened to Rashad Bateman. I haven't seen these guys all that. Will they play this weekend? Will they go ahead and do, use their firepower all that they need to do? to get this offense because Lamar Jackson cannot do it by himself. 
we already saw Josh Allen, okay? And I know Lamar Jackson is, is a different breed, is a different type of quarterback and stuff like that. He is faster, but he cannot do it himself. And Steve Spagnuolo, like again, a three-time Super Bowl champion as a defensive coordinator, he knows what's at stake. He's going to have to find a way to contain Lamar Jackson. Those linemen need to be quick at the snap. And if you go ahead and block Jackson's path, there is nothing that the Ravens can do in that offense. Okay? I have to stick with my picks that I have for this, okay? I hate to do this. I can, but I can't. I don't know. No, you know what? I go against it. I'm going to go for the Chiefs on this game. I am going for the road team. And I think the Chiefs will win convincingly by 10 points. Everyone's got it real wow. picky picky. Wow. But the reason why wow. I'm going to say this is because there's going to be a couple of stops. I do see turnovers happening in this game. I really do. I think that's, uh the defense are going to play mind tricks with Lamar Jackson. Okay. I won't be surprised when Lamar Jackson gets hurt in this game, man. To be honest with you, the way things are played now, talking about injuries, I hope the Chiefs' offense is good to go because they were banged up this past weekend. They had guys going to the sideline and not coming back. Will they be ready to go this weekend? That is the number one thing I'm going to say right there. All right? But if the Chiefs are able to start Lamar Jackson – it is not going to be a close game at all. I agree. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and say that you're good, you're crazy and thinking that because mm -hmm. we're talking about the Chiefs. We're talking right. about this up and coming dynasty here that's really doing their their work in the AFC. So you, I can't fault you for what you're saying there. I, I am going. Seriously, I am going to change my spread, and I am going to give the Chiefs minus four. And those of you that are betting on DraftKings and stuff like that, you can be able to change it, and you're going to get more money by doing that. I'm just saying. Um, but 44 and a half, I'm going to say they're going to be even at 44. Mm. I'm going to take the under in this game. And, of okay. course, you got to pay attention to the weather. If the weather's cold, I'm, it might. It might. I think I it know. is. I, I think this is going to be cold again. Is it? I mean, y'all got that Arctic blast up there up north. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's colder in Connecticut than Baltimore. I'm gonna tell you that right now. So <laughs> we're dealing right now. Actually, we're dealing with some snow right now. It's turning right. into ice. So it is what it is. Uh, but all right, let's go ahead and move on to the second game: the Lions versus the 49ers. I'm gonna start this off, Steve. You got me, and then Hector. I love the story, and I said it already on the show. But I am going for the Detroit Lions. I am going for the upset. I'm plus seven. And this game is going to go under 50 and a half. I'm 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 going with the uh, I'm going with the Niners here. I I think that uh, I think it'll be a close game. I think the Lions have been a great story. I think Dan Campbell's done a great job, and I do think this team is here to stay too. I think they're going to be good for 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 for, for the next couple of years. Seeing some of the young draft picks they have with Jameer Gibbs, with Sam Laporta, with Aiden Hutchinson, with Penny Sewell, I think they're going to be a good team for for a while. I think Detroit has finally figured it out with the GM Brad Holmes and the coach Dan Campbell. But in this game, I just feel like the Niners are they're just the better team. They got the better. They, I mean, golf. You could argue golf is better than. Purdy, 
but I think the Niners mm. clearly have the better roster. I think the Niners would be the team that, that's able to run the football better with Christian McCaffrey. I, I think that they'll force a turnover from Jared Goff. I do think that the, the Lions will expose, expose the Niners secondary a little bit. I think Sam Laporta and Amaran St. Brown have a good game, but I think this game comes down to the end where the Niners defense has got to make a stop against Jared Goff and they do it. And that's why I get the Niners going to their second Super Bowl in five years and having a rematch with the Kansas City Chiefs. I got the Niners winning this 27 to 20. Wow. Just on the spot, on the money, minus seven. All right. Hector. Look, real quick. I'm saying I'm I'm thinking this is going to be over 50 and a half. I mean, you look at the offense on both sides here. Both quarterbacks are almost even, dead even on stats. Passing yards, touchdowns, interceptions, both of them about dead even here. I feel like the Lions got the better uh, passing game, but I think the the 49ers got it on the running game here. So I think that's where it's going to play in hand here. Who's going to have the better game on the offense? The Lions, they rank in the top 10 in in offense, but the 49ers do too. It's going to come down to, I think, can a defense stop the other side? And even though I think the Lions have the better defense, but I think the 49ers got the home crowd on their side. And as much as I like to see the story going to continue, but I'm sticking with my pick. I got the 49ers to end the Cinderella story for the Lions and taking themselves back to the Super Bowl. All right. Listen, it's all going to be how they start this game. And for the Lions, <laughs> their hearts are pumping like nerves. 49ers, they've been there. They're going to their third straight NFC championship game. Okay. Third straight. That's hard to do. It really is. So they know. They know what's at stake. They lost last year against Philadelphia. And I get it if you go for 49ers. But I love the story. I love the golf story. And lastly, before I I, want to back up my statement about Detroit, this is it. Your offensive coordinator might be taking a job as a head coach, either the Falcons or the Seahawks. So you got to pay attention because he's been doing interviews and – Decisions is not going to be made until after the postseason. So pay attention to that. I think his name is Ben Johnson. If not, not if I'm not ben mistaken, Johnson. he's going to take a, he, he's going to take a coaching job. He's done an outstanding job as the nine as the uh, mm-hmm. Lions offensive coordinator. He's definitely going to get a coaching job. Absolutely. Hey, you know it, it seems like every year we get like six, seven, or eight coaches that get fired. And they wait for the next offensive coordinator or defense coordinator. Look at the Philadelphia Eagles. Made it to the Super Bowl. They lost, but then they lost both their offense and defense coordinator to be head coaches. Look at the mm-hmm. Eagles now. Can't even win a game in the second half of the season. So uh, you know, that's why I say the Lions got to be careful because the fact that they lose their coordinator, the Lions are not going to be the same next season. Yeah. An interesting fact that these two teams only played each other one other time in, this, in the playoffs during the Super Bowl era, and that was the 1983 divisional round. And the uh, 49ers won 24-23. Joe Montana, for some reason, struggled against Gary Danielson, who's the quarterback for the Lions back then. Mm, Danielson nice. threw five interceptions in that game and yet only lost by one point to Joe Montana. <laughs> well, golf is going to break that curse. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to be mad. I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to be mad if the Lions win this game, man. I'm not going to be mad. It better not be a blowout. It better not be a blowout. One of these games got to be a blowout. It it's happens every a, year. It seems like the Detroit, just is, the city of Michigan, the state of mm-hmm. Michigan is just having a story-filled yeah, year. Yeah, that's good. 
That's yeah. good for Michigan. They need some positivity it. over there. Listen, you see all that politics that's going on over there. Their water, you know, like they got to donate, you know, water bottles and stuff like that. That's all in Michigan, man. They need some positivity. There you go. And you never know. Eminem might be there. <laughs> he might bring in his boys, Dr. Dre and everybody else. <laughs> Eight mile, baby. <laughs> See what I gotta deal with, Steve. This is what I deal with. <laughs> hey, Steve, it is awesome to have you on this show. It really is, and uh, can't wait till you start publishing more blogs. Uh, tell us more about your show, the RJ Podcast. Yeah, I mean, the th- every week we pretty much, you know, talk about the biggest stories in sports. I mean, pretty much through the fall, we've been talking about the, pretty much talking about the NFL. But, you know, when the baseball playoffs are going on, we're talking about that. The NBA playoffs, we're talking about that. It's pretty much what the biggest story is in sports. And then, if, if uh, like, like, for example, in the fall, we did one podcast about the NFL, I guess about college football. And then when we to the spring, we'll be doing a lot of NBA playoffs. So it's pretty much what the biggest story is in sports. We'll obviously be covering the, 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 uh, Offseason throughout, throughout the draft, draft free agency, we'll be covering that pretty much wall to wall too. So pretty much whatever the biggest story in sports is, we're covering it. You know, I always get educated by your podcast whenever I get the chance. I know you're live at one o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard every Wednesday on the Clovercrest yeah, Media. Wednesday, yep. Um, yep. And I just have to wait till after I come out of work to see. Hey, you know, oh, he knows these players. You good, good points and stuff like that. And it's always helps me to be able to make decisions when I go ahead and gamble on DraftKings. So, uh, if like I said, hey, tune into the uh, website. All the information will be there. It's Steve Rizzer, the R&J Podcast, live on the Clovercrest Media YouTube channel. Tune into him every Wednesday. Matter of fact, tomorrow, one o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go ahead and subscribe to his channel. <laughs> yeah, we'll right. be talking NFC championship game. We'll be talking both championship games. We'll be talking about the latest NBA news as well. Absolutely. Guys, yeah, I'm guys you, thank I, you. I love his show. I mean, they really dissect every game and every player. I love it. I'm always trying to tune in to, as much as I can to try to be that number one fan every Steve, Wednesday. I got a job <laughs> for you, Steve. You ready? Absolutely. absolutely. I got a yep. job for you, Steve. You ready? Yeah. Come to college I'm football ready, yep. season again. You need to educate yep. Hector. All right. (laughs) Yeah, I need some help. That's all we got for all four downs. Tune in on the top of the hour at 9 o'clock. We will have the HHW Show podcast. We are predicting the Royal Rumble. Absolutely. You don't want to miss out. You'd be surprised of our picks. Take care, everyone. 